0: back to the how to write a read book podcast i'm your host Maciel thank you so much for joining me today and today's episode is a special one i feel like it's going to be one of my favorites even though we have so many amazing people who are on this show this one is going to be a heart heart favorite of mine, and because it is a young writer, um, somebody who is very early on in their career, and the reason that I want to applaud that, and I want to give so many kudos and high fives, is because of, I remember what it was like being, you know, that age and having this passion to write and, you know, having so many other things happening at the same time. You know, when you are, you know, a young adult or so, You are in a whole different headspace, and it's a wonderful time. It's an amazing time, and with all of that going on inside your head and inside the world around you um, or outside of you, and you still have the determination to write a book and finish it and publish it, amazing, amazing. So in today's episode, we are wonderfully going to be chatting with Caitlin Balcom and I just loved her energy. I loved her perspective on her own writing style. And I love that she's learned something already, you know, so early into her career, which is to get feedback and to be great with feedback. Not just okay, but great with feedback. So, sorry, Caitlin Elizabeth Balcom, um, or just Caitlin Balcom, is the author of... Koru, The Trainer I Used to Know, which is on Amazon now. It is a fantasy romance about rebuilding trust after it has been broken. And one other thing also is thank you everyone who entered their submissions for the Quill Hawk Publishing Indie Contest. I am excited to read your work, unless you entered a non manuscript, in which case that's not me, but that's okay. I applaud you anyways. All right, everyone. I'm excited for you. I think her message is motivational, inspirational. I felt just so, so happy after our call to continue forward. So I hope you feel the same way. All right, here we
1: go. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. I'm Maciel. Hello, Caitlin. How are you doing today? I am doing fabulously. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Caitlyn Balcom. Um, you know, before we even get started into your intro, I want to say thank you for joining me today. Um, you know, we connected through National Novel Writing Month, um, you know, previously, and you know, not just your aura, your messages, um, your personality was like, you know, you're very go-getter, and I thought you would be a great addition to the show. Um, lovely to have you. So thank you again, you know, just for for being here and taking the time to to join us on this special episode all righty so let's do a little bit of an intro caitlin balcom is a teen author who was born and raised in the beautiful pacific northwest although the east coast is your home now you'll take the pretty trees and the rainy days any time i love that i love that now you are the author of koru the trainer i used to know and I'll let me you know did i say that right i might not said that right
1: it's koru like a like a the Earth's core kind of thing? Oh, core. Okay, yes. And you know, we yeah. just had this
0: discussion and still, still I messed it up anyways. Awesome. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. One of the reasons I wanted to have you here is because you are a teen writer, which is very special in my heart. And the reason for that is because a lot of times our stories, they grow when we're quite young. You know, we, we love books, want to share stories. And I think it is brilliant that you have already published your book, your your first debut novel, and you're on to your next one. So, first of all, congratulations. That is a big round of applause. Thank you. Definitely. Now, I said a little bit about yourself, Caitlin, but Caitlin, why don't you tell us about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I am 17 going on 18. Um, uh, I started writing when I was about seven years old. I'd write little stories about, um, I think my first story was Zoo Animals Escaping and having an adventure. Um, Then I started progressing a little bit more. I started writing um, little short stories. Granted, as an eight, nine-year-old, I didn't know what they were. Um, And then when I hit about 12, I started writing down book ideas that I had. I would just start thinking of and imagining um, different story ideas, and I'd write them down in my journal, Um, That journal I actually have today. So, (laughs) Um, and then about... Twelve, thirteen. Um, I came up with a story idea after finding um, a mythical ca- uh, creature that I really love. It's called an owl griffin, which is basically like a griffin, but instead of an eagle face, it's an owl face. Um, and I went and ran with that. I was drawing pictures. I was doodling. I was like, where could I incorporate this story that it wouldn't be weird? Like, it would have to be a fantasy novel. Um, and I've always had a soft spot for romance in my heart, and but I don't like steamy romances, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. they get a little too inappropriate for me. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to write a clean romance, inc- incorporating this creature, the Al griffin. Um, and so it started um, as Koru, the trainer I used to know, but there was a lot of um, added on letters. I created my whole language. Um, it was K O R U J H G. That's how it started. That's how her name started. Um, I've been homeschooled since I was in first grade. So I've had, um, I'd say, the best education than some. Um, yeah, I like writing. I published this nov, my debut novel this year, um, back in April. Uh, yeah, that's about me. I like writing. Oh, gardening. That sounds lovely.
0: What, what do you, what do you garden? I'm not very familiar with gardening, so I'm not um, even sure I'm using that right.
1: Currently I have four baby pepper plants growing in my room right now. Um, what? I, my window is like where the sun is for most of the day, so they get plenty of sunlight. Um, I've got four succulents growing. One of them I got from Mexico when we were there back in December of last oh. year. Um, And it's been like propagating, and so I've been making little baby succulents of that
0: one. So that's so cute. I love that. I love succulents because that's that's a plant I can easily take care of, you know. (laughs) And you're able to kill that one super easily, (laughs) exactly. Like they're really resilient. Like it's like they want to stay with you, which other plants are like, no, I'm done. Uh, I'm out, you know. So that's that's brilliant. So you got a green thumb and you've got a writer's hand. That's awesome. So, what was it like for you? You know, so you've been kind of you've been writing during your your lifetime. You've been creating some stories, and now you're here with Koru. What was that writing process like for you?
1: Um. So, in eighth grade, uh, second semester of eighth grade, which was COVID for my class, um, we wrote short stories, and that was one of our assignments. Was we went through a workbook, working on setting, plot, um, all this stuff, um, and by doing so that kind of prompted me to dig further into writing and so after zoom classes um once a week with our um class I'd start writing my book um and it, there are times obviously every writer has these where it's like what I'm going to write nobody wants to read mm-hmm. um but once I finished, like, I'd write through movies. I'm a movie watcher. Our whole family is. And it was strange for me to write through movies. Like, I wouldn't watch the movies. I'd just focus on writing. Um, and once I was finished, uh, I finished about, I'd say, March of 2020. And I wanted to get published by August that same year. Mm. Um, very lofty goal. And I had no idea what went into writing and publishing at the same time. Um, so I put it to rest a couple years. And then uh, back in August of last year, trying to get my dates right. Cause we've been traveling for the last year and a half. So I was trying to figure out where all my dates are. Uh, last August, I met a good friend of mine who uh, edits professionally. And I, we went to her house, had some dinner and she's like, so tell me about your book. And I had a little fangirl moment about getting to talk about my work in progress. Um, and by the end of it, we were getting up to leave and she's like, well, here's my email. If you want, send me your book, I'll look it over. And so she looked it over for me in her spare time. Um, and by doing so, she made me realize one that I needed to rewrite a lot of stuff. Uh, the original manuscript was very much a 13 year old and I was a 16 year old editing it. And I looked back and I was realizing that my innocence, although sweet needed to be changed a little bit. Um, but then she also pushed me to be the best writer I could be. Um, and so there were, there were some hard parts about the editing process. If I'm going to be honest, like uh, she'd go through and she's like, you need to change this. I'm like, but I like this. And she's like, you need to change it. Um, and the biggest thing she told me when we met with her was um, the fact, like, you need to be okay with somebody telling you your baby's ugly. Mm. And I'm always one for uh, constructive criticism. So I've been submitting poetry these last few months, and I, when they deny the poetry or reject it, I'm like, Why? Was it like, was it not what you were looking for? Like, I want to know the bad stuff and the good stuff. Um, and so she was, she was very strong on telling me you have to be okay with somebody telling you your baby's ugly, your baby being your book. Because the yeah. mother, you can look at your baby and go, Oh my gosh, this baby is so pretty. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else is like, That, that baby's <laughs> ugly.
0: Um, <laughs> so true.
1: And so there are some there are some definitely uh rip the band-aid off, just get it over with, uh sections that she had me edit out. Um I think she just had me take out three whole chapters which was very hard because she's like these don't these don't belong in the story and I was like, Can I at least keep a part of it? She's like, Nope, you gotta you gotta take it all out. So I had to rewrite some chapters. Um and then so that was August. By about October I was ready to start Looking further into publishing, Um, I didn't know anything about publishing. I knew that some people and some friends of mine had self-published, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, And so I started digging deeper into what would publishing look like. I was going through um, different uh, different types of publishing, so like KDP, um, Kindle Direct Publishing, Ingram Spark, all these different free to upload places um because as a 16 year old on the road you don't have a lot of money (laughs) um and then kdp stuck out and everybody there's mixed feelings on it of like oh you upload it for free but then they can have access to it all the time i've never in like i've never run across problems like that um and so i started digging deeper and going down the more the kdp route route um and then about Let's see. December, we were in Mexico um, and I was like, wait, if I want to publish this next year, I got to have a cover. I got to know like everything. Um, and so my I'm going to call her my editor friend. Um, I sent her like book blurbs. I'm like, I need to have a book blurb. What do I need to write? Um, and so she was very much like cut down words. You need to have as few words as possible because the more words you use, the more people are going to be distracted. Um, and so I'd send her my book blurbs and she's like, okay, I like this sentence, take out the rest, rewrite from there. Um, and I'd say she was tough, but she was tough for a reason. And that toughness helped me grow. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well,
0: uh, first you, you have willingly, openingly, like with your heart open, jumped into a part of the writing journey that a lot of people don't learn until much later. So congratulations first of all that's huge that is a huge like pat on the back um, because I feel like a lot of writers when they start off uh, they're not used to this idea of your baby is ugly right? You've not only learned that very early in your writing journey, but you accepted it. You said, okay, that's what the process is, and you went forward. And that's really hard for a lot of people, um, and for a lot of different reasons. It could be that they feel like it reflects on them personally. Uh, maybe they spent a really, really, really long time on this book, and that hurts for them to hear that. Um, but, I mean, just kudos, huge kudos, because it's a huge part of the writing process, and you have absorbed and learned it very early on in your journey. So I'm I'm amazed, I'm impressed. That's amazing. Good job. Definitely, we have to celebrate the wins, we do. It's like, yes, good job. And for your editor friend, that's awesome. She gave you some really great, it sounds like developmental feedback. Um, it sounds like maybe she even did some like line editing, proofreading, things like that. She was helping you with the book blurbs on that level. So that is awesome. That sounds like a very great friend. Good job. Oh. Definitely. No, you have been saying something that I'm just curious about. Uh, You keep saying on the road, traveling. What's your your living situation like?
1: Um, Well, right now we're in a house. Thank the maker. Um, We were traveling from May. So we moved from Washington. Um, I've lived in Washington my entire life. So 16 years in the same house for 16 years. Um, And God called us to move um, and we're like, where? And he's like, move. I didn't say where. I just said pack up and go. Um, and so we bought a trailer. We got a 42-foot fifth wheel, which is a very big trailer, if you mm-hmm. don't know what that is. Um, and then we bought a big truck to pull it, moved all, well, not all of our stuff. Majority of our stuff we put in storage at my grandparents' house and then put the rest of it in the trailer, and we went. Wow. Yeah, so we traveled for 18 months um, in this, which most people, when they think of, oh, traveling on the road, that's amazing, it's the American dream, it's not. <laughs> sharing a 400, 500-square-foot house with everything that you've owned with four people in it is not fun. <laughs> um, sharing a room after not sharing a room for so long in a little closet is not fun. Um, There's a lot more repair and work put into a trailer than there is a house because your home is actually moving. So um, we had when we were in Mexico, uh, we basically went down West Coast, down the Rockies, um, stopped in California. We got our passports. Um, In November, we got renewed our passports and we're like, hey, we should go to Mexico, Baja, because we're right there. So we went down to Baja with our trailer. Um, Not a smart idea, I might add. (sighs) Those roads are not built for big trailers. Um, And we we moved to Baja, Mexico for two and a half months.
0: Um, So then...
1: In that process, I was getting more along the lines of, okay, let's look into self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after having um, four breakdowns on the side of Mexico Road oh. with no shoulder, we were like, we're done. We're we're scooting booting out to back to California. We're we can't handle our trailer can't handle this. Like there's no. There's no way we can survive another month. Um, and so we basically beelined it back to California, um, in two days when it took us four days down to reach the tip, um, mm. with our trailer. So then after traveling Mexico, we went through California, Arizona for my 17th birthday. We have friend, uh, family there and then through Texas. Mm-hmm. We stayed in Texas, which is where my book was published. Like that was the stopping point. Um, we had a family emergency that made us stay in Texas for about four or five months. So I got a job. Uh, we dove into youth group, all this stuff. And then God told my dad, he's like, you have a job in Tennessee. And we're like, uh, we thought we were supposed to be moving here. He's like, I didn't tell you to move here. I said, stay here for a minute. And so we moved up to Tennessee and that's where we're now. Oh, wow. So you're in Tennessee right now. Yeah. That's awesome. What's it like there? i never been. Um, right now, it's cold and sunny, but I like the sun. In Washington, we don't have sun except for during summer. We get rain and clouds all all year long, mostly. Um, so I'm liking it. The fall here is amazing. It is beautiful. Um, the trees, like in Washington, we had more fir trees versus here we've got deciduous and so the trees turn beautiful colors um yeah it's really pretty here there's a lot more hills than washington versus washington i was in the backyard of mount rainier which is a very big mountain so it's always fun having more hills here than one big mountain
0: Wow, that's beautiful. And I I really admire um, the faith that your family has. That's very cool. To say, you know, this is what God says, we're going to do it, jump just jump to do it. That's that's beautiful. That's really cool. Um all right. Well, I was curious about where where you were. I was like, "Oh, you're traveling." Uh all right. So you published your book in Texas. So, I'm curious looking back because this show really focuses on motivation, inspiration. Was there a time where you're like, okay. And you kind of did talk on this a little bit, but like you felt like this wall, this emotional wall is in front of me and you couldn't get past it. Did that ever hit you?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So in Mexico, I was uh, looking at hiring a cover designer Mm -hmm. and I went through a company, an online company called Fiverr. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I was on a budget, um, I didn't, want to spend a lot of money on a cover designer and like be like, Oh, well I still have to pay for whatever. Right. And so I went cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, the first cover I got was awful. Uh, it made me want to stop writing altogether oh, and no. not publish. Um, and part of it was kind of my fault. I wasn't clear enough in what I was wanting Um mm-hmm but the cover that I got was like an anime manga dragon queen. And I was like, that's not, that's not what I asked for. And so I got a refund thankfully, but that, that cover kind of like, um, I don't know, stopped me. Mm -hmm. Um, so then after that, I was kind of depressed in writing, um, because like I'm not going to get a cover that I want. Right. And I was wanting, uh, double exposure picture. I don't know if you can tell, like, where it's a face, but then it's a person. Yeah. Um. And so I was wanting that, and I found another gal who has, like, a ton of five-star reviews. Everybody who's worked with her loves her. I messaged her, I'm like, I had a bad cover designer. Can you, like, remake this? Can you redo it? And she's like, totally. And so she was actually really helpful in the fact that, like, She explained everything that she was going to do. My motivation, honestly, was having my friends and family support me um, after that bad cover. Um, My mom's like, it's not the bad, like the bad cover does not stop the book. It's the person who's writing it. Mm. Um, And so I got the good cover on my 17th birthday. Um, I was very impressed with it. You okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, and I, I feel like that pushed me further. Like it's like being told so many times, like you can't do it, you can't do it. And then somebody says, you actually can. You're like, really? I can right? Like it's one of those, oh, I can actually try. And so after getting the good cover, that was the motivational push for going on with the self-publishing journey.
0: That's awesome. And I love that your support system and thank you for asking if I'm okay. Yeah, I was sneezing. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's a portion system that you have. That's amazing uh, to open to open the gate that says, like, okay, yes, I can do this. Um, and it's also really cool that you learned something about the cover design, which is like, okay, you have to be really specific. You have to kind of know what you want more or less, um, or just find the right person who is willing to listen to your ideas and knows what they're doing from there. So that's a really cool lesson, and I'm really glad that you also got that refund. That's that's really good. Thumbs up. <laughs> so now you let's go into, into back into the journey. You've published. You have your cover design. You start publishing. Um, was there anything unexpected that you're like, oh, I had no idea that I had to do this thing that really surprised you?
1: Um, trying to think. The formatting, honestly, mm. that was that was the hardest part, especially with Amazon. Um, and that's what I don't really care for about Amazon is. I had to format it just right and I had to download all these apps to make it available in Kindle and paperback and I had to do different formatting for each and then I'd have to order proof copies. And so the proof copies starting out were horrible and that was oh, also cool. one of those things that I was like, no, my book is not going to get published. Um, and my mom kept telling me, go back to my goal. What was my goal? My goal was not to get a 100,000 copies out there. My goal was not to become a bestseller. My goal was just to get my name out there. So if I published one book and it wasn't the best, but it was the best that I could do, then my name was out there, and that was the entire goal. Wow. And so um, part of the formatting process, I've got – here, I'll pull it up. I've got a map in my book. Oh, wow. Created. could um, you draw that? I designed it, and then I had somebody else draw it. Um, Wow. I had the whole map idea, and then I sent it to them. I'm like, can you do this? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, Brilliant. I love it. It looks so good. Yeah. Uh, Part of the map, though, was it was sent to me as one document, and because of my formatting, I had to basically put it into two images and then put it on two separate pages, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, and so when I first ordered a proof, the cover did not look like what I got in the picture. Like this is the improved version. The other version, it was like the color was all off and all this stuff. And then like there was in any, the, in any time there was a picture, like a black and white picture, there was like printer lines. Oh and wow. I, I contacted KDP. I was like, uh, if this is what's going to be printed, Count me out, right? Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be supporting this if this is the poor quality that I get. And they're like, Oh my goodness, we don't know what happened. There might have been something wrong with the printer. We'll refund you. And so, um, sorry. what was your question? <laughs>
0: no, that was, that was brilliant. It was up about unexpected, unexpected things. So that, that was great. Um, and actually that leads me to my next question. Cause you, you put up the book, um, you're talking about formatting. Um, so you, you went ahead and you did your physical copy. That's awesome. How, what does
1: it feel like to hold the physical book? It's still weird, honestly, um, to turn it over and be like, Hey, that's, that's my name. Um, it's yeah. It's weird to hold a physical copy of a dream that yeah, has good. been for five years.
0: That's awesome. Oh, that's I love it. I love how you know you're expressing your feelings on that book. I can tell that you're like, oh yes, that's that is that's a beautiful thing. You're reaching your goals. That's awesome. So now you've you published. Uh, you you did all the formatting. You hit some issues. Um, congratulations again on just trying to push through the obstacles so you get here and now you you said okay publish so what has your journey been like since publishing your book
1: um so I got uh we posted on Facebook I don't have my own social media accounts um and so I don't I don't even have my own phone we have a home phone that we use Hmm. for music and texting in case of emergencies Um, and so my mom posted on her Facebook account saying, I need book ambassadors, which is basically, I need people to spread the word. Yeah. Um, and I promised them like a little gift, um, which I made little book plates, like sticker book plates. Um, and I said, I need you to post, like I had a forum. I'm like, where are you going to share? Are you going to share social media in person events? Like, how are you going to help me? Um, and so I have, I had some people sign up and say, I'll, I'll share, um, up until that point, it was like it was a month before self-publishing the publishing date, and I was like, "You need to post as many times as possible." Um, I had one person say I was gonna post, but I forgot to, um, and so she never she never posted, she never supported me or anything. Uh, but then I have one gal who is actually still like posting about me, which I'm really impressed with. Um, so then, publishing came along. Um, word was spread, I had my own website, I had my own newsletter, which I haven't been keeping up on, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, and so then after that, it, I got about a 100 copies sold within the first month, which was impressive. I was impressed that I was gonna sell any at all. Um, I knew friends and family, like close family was gonna be like, we're gonna buy one no matter what you write, right? right? Um, but then after that, it started winding down um, I'm lucky if I sell one copy a month, mm-hmm. um, which I'm still selling them. It's not like it's completely been off the list. Uh, no, it's normal. Mm-hmm. I've sold more in person than I have on Amazon, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, I sold like four copies in person two weeks ago because um, so many people are like, wait, you wrote a book. Can I buy a copy? Can I buy a copy? Um, oh. So I've, After that, though, I've had a lot of support uh, a lot of people i guess don't assume me to be an author and so they'll be like oh what do you like to do i'm like well i published my debut novel this year like their their faces kind of change like oh you're actually like you're actually serious you're legit <laughs> um so yeah that's that's kind of what's been happening after that
0: that's awesome. That's really cool. You you're getting a lot of the face-to-face um interaction, a lot of the face-to-face like like here's the the wow, I'm excited. Please where's your book? Give it to me right now. That's that's really cool because online you don't get that. You know, you do get people to to order your book, but you don't have that same, you know, Man, personal connection. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. It's awesome. So um, now you did mention before we started that you have a couple other books on the horizon. You want to tell us about what your projects are looking like?
1: Yeah. So I have been writing a lot of poetry recently. Um, I took a class in high I'm still in high school. Um, I've been taking a class in uh, college-level poetry um, and I started realizing that that was a good way to express myself, um, without having to fictionalize it. Um, if that makes sense, like being able to tell my story without having to change names or change dates and change settings. Um, and so I'm able to be honest and open with my poetry. And so I've been compiling a poetry anthology. Um, I'm having some collaborative co- collaborators, sorry, um, kind of add some of their poems in, but uh, it's going to be called, uh, Beautiful Destruction. Um, I'm really excited for that to come out. Um, there's going to be three sections called the beautiful, the humorous and the ugly truth. Um, so it's going to be like my prettier poems, my funnier poems, and then the flat out raw, honest poems. Um, so that's gonna. Be, I'm trying to get that done before next summer, but obviously I'm becoming a senior, so all of that is kind of put on the back burner. Um, and then I've got another book coming out called uh, Tempter's Bet. Um, it is going to be the first book in a three book trilogy um, about a boy from our realm who goes into another realm where its book characters come to life, um, and he has to rescue them from the evil um, person called Tempter. Um, who is a shapeshifter, and in the process finds out that his dad, boy's dad from this realm, was actually the um, savior of that realm before he died. And so it's the story of that. Um, It's going to be a three-book trilogy. It's Tempter's Bet, Tempter's uh, War, and then Tempter's Defeat. Wow.
0: Okay. You're writing a theory, so I have to ask, are you outlining ahead of time? Are you just going
1: with it? How's your process like? I am a panster. So my NaNoWriMo project that I wrote last year in Mexico um, while traveling on the road, um, I just wrote. I had to get stuff out. I just wrote. Um, There are some parts of this book series that I'm definitely going to have to outline because I know I'm going to miss plot holes, and I don't want people to come back at me and be like, uh, what happened here? Um, So I'm going to have to outline some parts, but I am definitely flying by the seat of my pants throughout this trilogy <laughs> that's awesome that's
0: really cool it's it's a really cool like bravery like, like it's a three-part you know it's a trilogy so you're gonna dive in and just go for it i love that you know and of course outlining some of it that's that's very cool sometimes you just you need those guideposts that stick into the ground just a little bit you're like where am i going <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so now that you are you have your, your published book, you're going to go into your next two books. Is there anything that you feel like for sure you're carrying a lesson with you forward? You know what not to do next. You know what you can do differently next. What are some of those things?
1: Um, like I said, not going cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned my lesson with that. Uh, yeah. Also, design my first cover was a scammer. Um, and I realized that afterwards that they just gave me like, anyway, so not going cheap is one of those things that like, I've learned my lesson. Don't do it again. Um, also having a budget because I can, I'm a spender, so I'm able to eat like easily spend freely and then not have the money for it. Um, so having a budget for that. Um, but then another lesson is starting now like the the getting the word out now versus the month before it's supposed to be published.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Okay, cool. So you, is that
0: including your readers, like those, those, that, that team support or just kind of putting it out there?
1: Um, Kind of both. I um, Before I met my editor friend, I had a whole bunch of beta readers um, who kind of quit halfway because they weren't dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no, I need this done. And they're like, I don't have time. Well, I need to find people who are like actually rock solid and will be willing to put in extra effort for me um, to help me reach that goal of publishing.
0: That's awesome. I love the lessons that you've learned. And again, congratulations, because you are far ahead of what other people do for themselves. You've learned a lot in a short amount of time. Um, and so that is awesome. That is really, really brilliant. I'm always, If you ever feel a moment of doubt in the future, always remember just how awesome you are, because a lot of people hesitate to do all the things that you have already done. That's awesome. So we are about the near end of our wrap-up right here. Um, is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience, whether well, that's inspiration, a tip, things like that?
1: Um, one of my biggest things, and it might not be for everybody, but Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, I don't know mm-hmm. how you pronounce her name, um, that kick-started everything in my KORU writing process. Um, I, wrote, I started reading that book in July, and then I met my editor friend in August, Um, And that that book just kind of, like, kicked me into action. Um, That is a big impact, has been a big impact on my writing. Um, But also, I'm looking at my notes just really quick. Um, It's just writing. It's getting it out. I have to, honestly, I have to write something at least once a week or I go into a swamp. Um, And even if it's, like, little uh conversations. Like I have a notebook here uh, while I was waiting to set up uh, that I was writing in of like a conversation that's been playing in my head. Um and it's just writing stuff down. Even if you know it's not going to be good. Um and talk and talks a lot about um, like just write even if it's bad, even if it's horrible. Um I know one of your guests from the NaNoWriMo sessions, uh she was saying that you can't uh write on a blank page can't be read. One that's written on can be. Um, and so I, f- I found that very powerful, uh, just writing no matter what, even if you don't feel like it, just write. Um, and just don't let anybody tell you you can't, because a lot of people um, didn't take me seriously and said, oh, you can't publish a book. You're only 14. You're only 16. You're only 17. And I'm like, actually, I can I can publish and I've proven myself that I can. Uh, And it's taking that first step of just jump. And even if it's a tiptoe of I'm taking one step, just one step at a time.
0: Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that, Caitlin. Um, All righty then. This has been awesome. Where can everyone find you and find your book?
1: Um, So my book is on Amazon. Um, This is how you spell it. Um, K-O-R-U. A lot of of people forget how to spell it, and so I have to spell it out loud for them. Um, My website is my name, CaitlinBalcom.com. And if you look up Caitlin Balcom or Koru, the trainer I used to know on Google, um, my website, Amazon, and uh, Goodreads will show up. So that's where you'll be able to find me. Um, My I have a website, so if you want to contact me or sign up for my newsletter, that would be awesome. Um, that's that's really the only place that I'm online right now.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. You have all all the setups. That's that's brilliant and thank you so much for being part of the show i know that not only younger writers will feel inspired but i know that more mature generations will also feel inspired because um the way that you're tackling everything it's it's really refreshing uh with the attitude and the the gumption that you have to move forward so everyone that is caitlin balcom author of poru the trainer i used to know thank you so much and from the how to write a book podcast thank you for being part of our show and we're so excited for your journey ahead thank you for having me and that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.